street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. How was your walk? Uh, shorter than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Why was it shorter than usual? Uh, started getting a little busy, so I don't know. Do you have water? Yeah, I've got water, but okay. But my but anyway, I don't know. Just usually, I I think I'm kind of out of shape today. Honestly, um, it's been a month or two since I've been hiking. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean... That'll do it. Yeah. And it's actually getting quite hot the last probably 30 yeah. minutes. It's jumped up at least 5 degrees. So I decided to come down when I felt it getting hotter. I went up to... You know where the the trail splits to like the juniper... No, not juniper. Um, on a map I could show you. But you know where it goes from the main loop and then it splits to like uh, the trails... You can there. go further up and out. That right, one? Those, mm -hmm. Right where it splits. Water? I, is that called the water one? The water trail? No, I actually went up. Um, so you go up this way, then you go this way. The water trail is this way mm -hmm. on the main loop. You go this way and you keep going up, and it's quite a climb actually, but then um, there's a split. You can either keep going all the way around for the main loop, or you can go to the other trails up here, and that's where I just turned around. I was like, eh, that was too much today. Yeah. <laughs> I would normally ask if you would like to participate in a five-minute interview, but if you're dizzy, um, I'd rather maybe get you some well, what more. What is it for? It's for a hobby that I have where I have short chats with strangers. Everyone has beliefs, and yeah. many people think that their beliefs are true. So we mm -hmm. pick one of them, yeah. and then I'll just ask questions to, to test the methods you use to conclude that the belief is true. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to do it? Yeah, sure. Are you okay if I record it and live stream it? Uh, sure. I don't really care. What is this for? It's for, I call it a hobby, but I've been doing it for about three years. Okay. And at the end of the talk, if you're not comfortable with it, I won't use the footage. I'll give you a card at the end. Okay, sure. Why not? Okay. Thanks. What's your first name? My name's Katie. Hi. I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. Is it with a K? Yes. I-E? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, we can get in the shade. Yeah. So, like, with all that being said, oh, no, no, just preface this. We can pick any topic you want. They tend to go supernatural, like mm -hmm. magic or ghosts or karma or God. Right, right. And I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm going to just ask questions. And okay. So it should be pretty right. interesting. Oh, what? is this on camera? Yeah. That's oh okay. lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, look I, like shit, but that's okay. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> I could also blur your face or not use the footage. It's up to you. You blur my face. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, Katie. So let's talk about something you really think is true. That's a hard one because. Um, 
Well, I'll tell you something I at least used to really believe was true because um, lately I've been questioning it, but the only reason I've been questioning it is circumstances. And the thing is, I know true in my heart that it's, regardless of circumstances, it is, um, it really is true. So I believe in God. I believe there is a higher power out there. And the reason I believe that, there are actually a lot of reasons I believe that. Um, number one, you look around you. Um, first off, I don't really see how um, all this just came to be out of a bang, you know, like, I understand people have these scientific beliefs and these theories about, you know, Big Bang or something just randomly happened and then evolution just kind of occurs naturally and stuff. And I mean, I get where they're coming from sort of, but not really, because all my life I've been taught one way and then I like go to college and then I'm taught another way and so that's why I question it sometimes because so many so many things try to point me out of the direction of there's a God but then I keep coming back to the realization that it, or there has to be because how you you even look at the human eye for example just the human eye there are so many different parts of the human eye how do they function so well and just, it had to have been designed, is what I conclude, because I don't understand how that could have just, oh, look, there it is, and then it just evolved naturally on its own. Let me ask you a question. Okay. If the complexity of the, the human eye, mm -hmm. or any eye, could be explained to your satisfaction, or science is actually able to one day explain to your satisfaction how the universe started, for example. Right. Would you still believe in the God, or would that just bring you back mm -hmm. into the questioning phase? That is a good question. Um, like I said, I've still been questioning here and there, but um, I kind of always come back to that. Um, I would probably still believe there was a God, honestly. So there must be another reason why you continue to hold on to the belief besides looking around and seeing trees and seeing complexity. Because also I feel like there has been supernatural um, things in my life. Can you um, give me your best example? Well, um, once I was hospitalized and uh, didn't think I was going to make it, and um, yes, science can, oh yeah, science did this, science did that. But I prayed to God that I would get better. And within a day, I was pretty much better. So I felt like that was an answer to my prayer. Possibly, yeah, it could have been partly science, you know. It could have been mostly science. But, um, you know, with the doctors helping me and everything. But I feel like there was an element of something supernatural in that too. Just that... I felt like he was kind of holding my hand, you know, while I was going through that, you know. I don't know how better to answer that except that there's been another time where I was in a car crash, I should have died, and I didn't, um, wasn't even hurt. It was a flip over car wreck, and I was going 75 down the highway, 
just flipped it over. And literally, I should have died in that wreck. I walked out of it. I was fine. They tried to take me to the hospital. They did take me to the hospital in an ambulance. I was like, I don't need this ambulance. Because <laughs> I just had like a um, seatbelt burn on my chest. And mm -hmm. that was it. Literally, that was it. And uh, okay, so I, I felt like that was a miracle. Okay, thank you. So I've got two examples now where you've had horrible things happen, right. being hospitalized and then having a very serious car accident. Mm -hmm. And I'm really sorry that those things happened to you. That's okay. But you said something interesting that when you were in the hospital, you were surrounded by science and then you made this prayer. But it sounded like you were saying, it could have been the doctors, it could have been the medicine, it could have been it the treatment been or it that. could have been the prayer. Yeah, it could have been either really. And that's where I get to questioning again sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. About the car accident. That, I feel like, was a miracle. If we had statistics on the survival rate of rollover accidents mm. in your city, with your age, right. and, and all your attributes, and mm -hmm. the, the kind of car you were using, and the weather, mm -hmm. and all this stuff, and we found out that it was actually pretty commonplace to survive it. Right. When we think about these experiences that you've had, are these the ones that keep you holding on to the belief, or is there something else? I think it's also that I was... Well, I trusted in Jesus as my Savior. And so because I did that when I was a child, and I just kind of... held on to that my entire life and even when I've doubted I always come back I always do and it just um, it's like when there's nobody to talk to it's like he's the one who will listen and yeah sometimes I'm like is he really listening because I don't hear anything you know but sometimes you just gotta trust and that's the whole thing that the Bible tells us to do is trust and you know um, I could quote all ton of scripture, but I'm not going to do that to you because I know you're not interested. <laughs> but um, anyway. Can um, we talk about the trust that you have in Jesus? How do you know, Katie, that you're trusting in something that is actually real? Well... That's another good question, because um, I could ask that of you of certain scientists and certain scientific findings, even, because, um, to be honest, some of it's rigged. Um, how do you know what's not rigged and what is, you know? Um, but... Is that your way of saying that you have the ability to test your trust in Jesus? No. You can't test everything in science either. Because some of the data is false. How do you know what's coming out at you that's true? You know what I mean? People falsify things all the time. But the thing that I'm getting at is I can't prove mine, but you can't prove yours 100% either. And trust is kind of a just... I mean, yeah, it's not something you can necessarily prove all the time. From my understanding of science, if something's not true, 
the scientific method is designed to suss those things out so that right. if somebody was falsifying data then they'd find them we'd be able to find it so there's a testing component there's a right. there's a review component there's mm. this falsifiability component to it right so do you have the ability to determine that what you're placing your trust in is actually not real, that it's not true. Do I have the ability to determine that? Well, from what I've been taught as a child till now, um, not really. Um, honestly, it's just been what's kind of been fed to me. And then I did trust in Jesus, so I did believe it's real. It's a belief. It's not that you can 100% prove it because he's invisible. He's around us, but he's invisible. I mean, you can't prove something that's invisible. Can we, you know, we know the air's there, it, and we know the wind's there. We see what it does, right? Through the trees, it blows through the trees, it does things. Blows the clouds around. That's kind of how I think of God. Like, he's there, you see, like, creation. I call this creation. I don't call it, you know, evolution. With those examples that you gave earlier of praying, going to the hospital, there was no way to really tell when you survived the, the car accident. Right. Maybe there were statistics to show that it happens all the time. So why are you going on this mission? Are you trying to prove that there's no God, or what, what are you trying to prove here? I'm just wondering I'm not, why you're personally doing this. I'm trying to take a neutral stance on mm -hmm. it. Okay. Because what I find, I don't know if I mentioned this, but what I find is that the beliefs that people hold, especially these deep ones right, like right. God's, mm -hmm. when I start asking questions, it tends to become apparent that mm -hmm. the reasons people are using to conclude that these things are true could be concluded a different way, like could be something else is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Like, for example, you said something really interesting. These beliefs were fed to you as a child. They kind of were, yeah. And Honestly. <laughs> like, I've been doing this for, a, for quite a while, uh -huh. and it's very common for me to hear this from from Hindus and Muslims and mm -hmm. pagans. They were, a lot of them were fed it for, by, for as a child, you know? And some of them, maybe not, maybe not all pagans, you know, they just kind of go to that, but. Can these beliefs that you're holding really be true if they're so largely dependent on what was fed to you as a kid? I think they can. I don't think my parents would try to feed me something wrong, but maybe they were deceived as well. I mean, there's a possibility. Mm -hmm. And I have looked into the possibility that, you know, I was taught as a kid that the Bible was 100% true, but I've looked into the possibility of conspiracy theories and stuff like that, whereas um, supposedly the Freemasons or whoever um, actually changed the Bible um, to like Revelation, for example. Uh, have you read that? No. no. Okay. So um, it predicts a lot of different things and uh, a lot of those things are happening now actually and uh, I kind of, it. I think there might be a possible theory out there that the Freemasons actually changed that to 
make it so that Christians just kind of go with the flow, say, oh, this is just the end times, and they oh, don't try to stop it. You I know see, what I mean? I see. To pacify them or something? Right. So, so that's a possibility, too. Yeah. So we, let, just let me just like, say, you know. we, we've talked about, and we've hit our five, but uh, we, okay. we, we talked about so many different beliefs. Right. And I guess what I'd like to perhaps leave you with is okay. this question. Whether you think prayer works or you have the ability to survive terrible car accidents or right. that that you are trusting in something like a God that really exists. Mm -hmm. Or these other things that you've just mentioned too. Right, right. If a person doesn't have a way to test those things, should they be confident that the belief is really true? I guess it depends on the person because um, that's a hard question. I don't know. Because honestly, I can't test mine. You know, I can't just test it other than really believing in my heart and really knowing that there's got to be something greater because you just writing down the negatives here. I can't. You said you were unable to test it? No, you're not able to test it. But um, it's just, it's a belief that I have, you know? And um, sometimes I question it. And I've been questioning it a lot lately, you know? And it's hard to question something like that when it comes to, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just feel like everything I've learned as a child, you know, it just kind of, I question it now and it scares me because I don't know what to do next sometimes, you know? And if science is the answer, well, what's the big fucking meaning of living, right? What is the big meaning? I mean, there's got to be a greater plan because if there's not a greater plan, why are we here? We just live, we die, and what's the point? So I've got to believe in a greater plan, you know what I mean? If I had some tissue, I'd offer no, it okay. to you. <laughs> I mean, I've got to believe in something, or at least somehow make this world a better place. It's so sad to live in. There's so much sadness and death and horrible things that happen, and I just feel like somebody's got to do something about it, but, and the only there are different groups, you know, that are doing things about it, but I've always come back to Christianity because I've held those beliefs and also because I feel like, oh, I don't know, just, I just feel like it's important to do something great in this world and um, I feel like Jesus might be the answer and so, I don't know, that's about it. I appreciate your your honesty. I'm sorry. And um, no, no, no. It's, it was a wonderful talk. I, I don't normally say this on my talks, but I think it's important to at least mention it. There's a growing community of people that don't believe in any gods, and they do find a tremendous amount of meaning. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm good. I've got a card. <laughs> Okay. Thanks. It's got my contact information on there. Okay. Do Can you, want... you blur out my face, please? Of, of course. Like, for real. Sure.
Okay, are you being honest with me, or are you just saying you'll blur it out? I don't even know if I'll use the footage, but if okay. I just decide to, then of course I'll blur it out. All right, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I don't know why I got so emotional there. I just, I don't know. I've had uh, lots of talks, because I've been doing this for a while, and sometimes it does go emotional, because sometimes people are faced with the possibility that they might be believing something that's not true. Right. And that's, that's a tough thing to deal with. There are organizations mm -hmm. that are designed to help people that are going through that questioning phase, that are doubting or you know, right. that are challenging the beliefs that they were raised with. Okay. So there are communities out there for, for people that are doing that. But I admire people that do it. Mm. I do because it's it's a tough thing. It's a it tough is. thing to to address a belief that you might have thought for the longest time. Yeah. Like I even go to a church right now over here and I'm just kind of like I don't know. Um like I like it. It's just I mean, I still I still question, you know? I go to the church and I try to sing the songs, I try to really worship God, but I haven't felt like I've been really in tune with him in a while. So I don't know. It's hard to really tell sometimes. So okay. well, thank you very, very much. I really yeah. enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, I enjoyed crying. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well you have a good day. Okay. You too, Katie. Bye bye. very emotional talk there with Katie when we first started off she was explaining that well if you look around you can see design look at the look at the look at the trees look at an eye you can see that complexity and there has to be design everything couldn't have just started from a bang when I asked if those could be explained to her satisfaction she said that she'd still believe she mentioned that she was taught one way and that was the Christian way and then she mentioned that she was involved in a car accident and then went to the hospital and prayed. But those times where that happened, she didn't have the ability to know for sure that it was really her God. But she said that she trusted in Jesus. And I think that was probably the closest we got to her explaining that she believes in something because of faith. She never said faith, but she came awfully close. And I think she was hinting at that when she said that she just trusted in Jesus because it was fed to her as a child. Now, at one point, and this is going to sound a little strange because of the emotional ending there, but at one point, I started to get the feeling that she was becoming hostile, subtly hostile to me, because at one point she says something like, are you only writing down the negative stuff? <laughs> Which I, I never really looked at it that way, that it would be perceived that I was just jotting down things that were negative, but they were just things that were coming up in the conversation. And then she was watching me write that down and then thinking about it as I was jotting it down and then wondering... Why am I only writing down the bad stuff? Uh, that ended on a very emotional note. She started to cry. That's happened only a couple of times. I'm, I'm remembering now that she said that she was dizzy on the trail and left early. I hope this isn't perceived like I was trying to take advantage of her physical state. And then if you recall, I did something that I don't normally do, which when we're doing street epistemology, there's a, there's a complaint that we're proselytizing for atheism, that we're... We're trying to convert everyone to atheists. So I was a little reluctant to offer her resources that are available to people that are questioning. 
but it seemed appropriate in this case. So if anyone has a problem with that, that's just tough because I felt like she needed it and I'm glad that I mentioned it. And she has my card and she can email me if she wishes to speak again. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.